Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com What's going on, travelers? Thank you for tuning in to the 17th episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I'm your host, Dalton, and I'm flying solo today. Pharaoh is not here. Uh, he stepped off this week. He is not feeling so great. So if you guys are in the Discord, uh, please send some love to Pharaoh. Hopefully he starts he starts feeling better and uh, he can join us next week. It's a shame, really, because we got a jam-packed week of info, uh, a lot of news, and we also had that brand new Sumeru trailer that came out, so we're going to talk about that, or I'm going to talk about that. I hope you guys had a good week. It feels like, you know, it's it's really weird, uh, let me just say, before I before I go over how my week was, I I think it's it's so weird coming back. You know, I, I had the first few episodes just recording by myself and I had some guests along the way in between a few episodes so it's just it's really weird coming back and talking by myself so hopefully I can I can keep it a little bit interesting for you uh naturally without Pharaoh kind of giving me his uh his whole perspective on everything that we talk about all that it's uh it's it's just going to be a shorter episode uh no doubt so but we have a ton to go over I'll give my thoughts on everything and we'll jump into it first we have a review rating we didn't have one last week uh but we do have one this week and this is a five star review left on Apple Podcasts and this is from Kenzie and the title of the review is great podcast thank you Kenzie uh and they said this podcast is really helpful for keeping up with all the new Genshin news it's perfectly paced and engaging. I look forward to the mystery that Wish of the Week brings as well. I'm grateful that I found this podcast and hope to see it continue to grow in the future. Uh, thank you, Kenzie, for that very lovely review. I am very glad that you know you guys find it very engaging. Uh, which, by the way, we're going to be doing a new segment uh, for the second half of the show. I feel like the second half of the show is pretty short. So and it and it shouldn't be too much longer because we don't want to you know we find that short form episodes of podcasts are favorable. We do want to add a little bit of value, but it does include your engagement. So if you guys are in the Discord, uh, you can join the Discord and we have a question of the week channel. So you can submit your own questions and then you can ask questions that are relatable to Genshin or anything that you know as long as it's clean. <laughs> You guys can ask that on Discord, and I can give you my answer. Obviously, Pharaoh can, can, and we can answer your questions on the show. So uh, there is that, but I'm glad you guys already find the show engaging. That's awesome. And I'm glad that people are looking forward to Wish of the Week. We will still have one this week, even though Pharaoh's not here. But uh, I'm glad, because Wish of the Week was... It's, it's, it's really hard, let's be honest, or 
I'm going to be honest, trying to have other segments in Genshin other than just like the news and everything and, and, and talking about what we've been doing this week in, in the game. So, which we, we always usually do right when the update comes out. So it's really hard to kind of keep it relevant, but also just not be like eh, filler. And I, I, I do want to keep up. I, I care about the quality of the show. So uh, I'm glad that you guys look forward to wish of the week. Cause at, at times, um, you know, if the very first wish of the week, Pharaoh did a temple and got a double Yolan and which was like wild. And quite frankly, I guess you could, you could say that I, I did my wish of the week, but I did a hundred pulls and, um, I ended up getting a C3 Ito and uh Mona. So like, it's, it's really funny that it worked out that way. But sometimes when me and uh, Pharaoh both pull like a three star weapon, it kind of feels like, eh, you know, maybe we should cut this out. But I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it, and I think I'll I'll keep it around. Uh, I've rambled on enough, but thank you, Kenzie, for that awesome review. If you guys would like, it definitely helps us out. Uh, and it only takes a few quick seconds. It's pretty quick in Apple Podcasts. But if you listen on Apple Podcasts or you don't and you listen on Spotify or something, you can review on Spotify. But if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you have the chance to leave a note or a comment on the show, what you like, what you don't like about it, um, let us know. But if you leave a review, we will read it on the show. So um, as a bas- like basically a thank you for you guys for taking the time to review it, which is super appreciative. It helps everybody who is looking for a Genshin podcast find us. It makes it easier to find us. So yeah, definitely appreciate it. Now we got some news and most of it if not all of it, except for two pieces, are for the Phase 2 portion of version 2.8. But we're going to start off with the Hidden Strife gameplay details. This event is the event that is centric to Deluke's new 5-star outfit that got released with the Phase 1 portion of version 2.8. And his event did begin. It is a combat challenge event. So this event is going on from the 27th of July, and it will run until August 15th. So it is already ongoing. To be eligible to play in this event, you need to be adventuring 25 or above, and you need to complete the Archon Quest Prologue Act 3, Song of the Dragon and Freedom, and complete Deluxe Story Quest Noctua Chapter Act 1, Dark Knight Heroes Alibi. So uh, you do need to do those two quests to uh, be able to take part in this event. During the event, travelers can follow directions on their map and teleport to the designated location to start the Hidden Strife Challenge. There are a total of seven theme challenges in Hidden Strife, and a new challenge will be unlocked each day for the first seven days of the event. Uh, At the time of this recording on the 31st of July, we are on the... I believe we're on like the second to last, so if you still need to catch up, not all of them even unlocked yet. Every challenge has two modes, Vicious Battle and Dire Straits. Vicious Battle mode features three difficulty levels, Perilous, Quandary, and Desperate. To translate those, it's literally easy, medium, and hard, so Desperate is the hardest. By completing a challenge on a higher difficulty setting, you can directly claim rewards for each difficulty below it. Dire Straits mode only unlocks after completing Desperate Difficulty in the Vicious Battle mode. 
So each challenge features unique leyline residues that have their own special effects. So you can take note of these and use them to your advantage during the challenges. Uh, so like a good example of one is character's elemental burst damage is increased by 50%. After using six elemental bursts, you'll obtain like a buff. And you, when you get that buff, the arena kind of changes. And when the arena changes, you will fight strong opponents. So when you achieve the certain uh, criteria during the challenge, you will gain the after-image might and encounter powerful opponents. You'll have to defeat a specified number of powerful opponents to achieve the corresponding challenge objectives. And then the rewards include Prima Gems, Hero's Wit, Weapon Ascension Materials, Mystic Enhancement, Ore, and Mora. And you get a pretty nice sum of Prima Gems, honestly. Um... Pretty sure if you do your dailies and do this, you're like only 10 Prima Gems, I think, if that, away uh, for a pull. So you can pretty much do a pull every single day, for the most part. Um, but yes. So, so far, uh, I didn't do this because I was still trying to clear out a lot of the stuff that I had to do in the Golden Apple Archipelago. So I probably just started this yesterday. And... You, you know, it's it's fun. It's cool. Um, it is just a combat challenge mode. If you have a decently built team, I will say that Desperate is not hard. Um, I feel like I have been just melting everything in sight. The, the thing that makes this the most challenging, I think, is the fact that every single challenge re actually requires you to do a specific thing to get the strong bosses to spawn for you to therefore finish them or defeat them and then finish the challenge. And what I mean by that is uh, one of them was I went in with a team, which it doesn't give you an option to like, you know, uh, swap your team out when you go to the challenge. You need to do that before you actually hit the, the little ley line because it doesn't give you an option to change your party. Uh, like a regular domain does. And so one of them I went in with Mona, Bennett, Chow, and Jean. And I went into the challenge, and it and the um, one of the challenge objectives was defeat 15 enemies with a Claymore. So I had to abandon the challenge. And it's not, like, that big of a deal, but I could imagine it being kind of frustrating for people who don't have a Claymore user built. So, uh... I had Edo, so I just used my Edo team, but still, I, I could see where that kind of becomes annoying, uh, especially for people who don't have a Claymore user built and you need to defeat opponents with it. it. I can see where that'd be very frustrating. So, other than that, it is a, I'll be honest, it's a pretty easy uh, combat challenge. The Dire Straits difficulty level. The only thing that's locked behind that is a few Mystic Enhancement Ore, so you're not really missing out on much if you don't uh, do that portion. So it looks, it's it's fun. Uh, you get to trial Deluke's outfit, which is not just an outfit. It, it actually does change his attack rotations, the animations, all that. And it was very fun to do. I'm hoping that at the end we get to do that as well. And then during the event, we get to play with it. I really just wanted to keep playing. But you, when you trial it, you, you don't have... It's not like a test run event. 
it's just the it's just like the it's like a little prologue fight kind of to the event so and you only have to defeat like two three enemies three enemies and one of them's in a frozen uh cryo abyss mage so uh so far i do like it you then the rewards are pretty nice so all right now we are going to talk about the event wishes and the events in particular for the phase two portion of version 2.8 event wish tapestry of golden flames boosted drop rate for frolicking flames yoimiya pyro so yoimiya is back this is her first rerun i believe yeah this has to be her first and i remember sleeping on yoimiya uh, I remember saving all my gems. I did not pull on Yoimiya. And then I remember there was a combat challenge like event that came out. I don't remember what version. I want to say it was like 2.5 or something. Maybe 2. Point, yeah, 2.5 or 2.6. I can't remember. But man, I got to trial Yoimiya in a team. And I was really upset that I did not pull for Yoimiya. So uh, Yoimiya is back. And we can now confirm that she will be alongside of the drop rate boosted four-star characters, Bennett, Jinyen, and Yunjin. So, very cool. Triple fire, or triple pyro, and one geo. So, very cool. Uh, the event wish duration is from August 2nd, and it will run through August 23rd. So, by the time this podcast comes out, you have one more day of pulling on Kazwa before this uh banner banner comes out other than that that's really it yep so if you guys are looking forward to pulling on yoimiya go for it i myself i think i'm i need to start being a little bit smarter with my gems considering i'm i don't have like a whole lot to gain from the game anymore because i'm pretty close to closing out all my chests and challenges in the overworld so i have to be a little bit more smart with how i spend my gems i think i'm gonna wait to see who gets announced for the next update before I pull on her, even though I really want Yoimiya because her, her burst is so cool. And we also have the weapon event banner. So the two boosted five-star weapons are the Thundering Pulse, which is the bow, and Summit Shaper, which is the sword. And the boosted four-star weapons are Wine and Song, which they look really good. They look really good. I really like the way the, the, just the color scheme for those weapons. They look really good. Obviously, this will be the same event wish duration for as Yoimiya. So from the 2nd of August to the 23rd. And let's see here. You have the Wine and Song Catalyst, Alley Hunter Bow. And you have the Flute Sword, Sacrificial Greatsword Claymore, and Dragon's Bane Pole Arm. So those are the ones that have the, those are the four stars that have the drop rate boost. So I believe Yoimiya's weapon is the Thundering Pulse Bow. Yeah, I do not pull on the weapon banner. I'm, I just, I hear bad things. Here it can be very frustrating. So I tend to stay away from the weapon banner. I think I have like 20 pity in it since I started the game. So maybe eventually, because there are some, some characters where I, I want the weapon that looks really good with that character. The main one that kind of sticks out to me is Ayato, um, with the Futsu sword. So that one looks really sweet. 
But if you're looking forward to pulling on Yoimiya's weapon, you want that Thundering Pulse Bow. All right, we now are going to go over the version 2.8 events. So phase two of Summer Fantasia. We talked about the event wish already. So we got the first event is a Reminiscent Regiment. This is the one that I was looking forward to the most out of all of uh, version 2.8. This is the Island Co-op Challenges. The event duration is from August 4th from 10 o'clock local time to August 15th, 4 a.m. During the event, head to the Golden Apple Archipelago and face the challenges within Mirages. Complete designated challenges and accrue as many points as possible to obtain rewards such as Prima Gems, Heroes Wit, Talent, Level Up Materials, and Mora. To be eligible for this event, you need to be Adventuring 32 or above and complete the quest Summertime Odyssey 1. So this is what I was looking forward to the most, as I said. I'm just very interested in how it's going to work and how it's going to influence co-op gameplay in the future because I feel like, if anything, this is a test. I feel like Hoyoverse knows exactly what they're doing and I feel like this could be a test to see what uh, what can, what else can we bring to the co-op table. Because at this point, other than just like overworld exploration, everything that you can already do outside of events, I feel like the only other one, personally, is Windtrace. Which, I love Windtrace, don't get me wrong, it's just, they, they have the potential to do so much more. We talk about this on the show all the time, um, but I'm really looking forward to that. The second event is the Evermotion Mechanical Painting event. So you're going to be restoring mechanical paintings. During the event, help Felix Yogu. Yogu? Yog? Yogu. I'm sticking with it. A person from the court of Fontaine to resolve his problems. Restore the mechanical painting parts and combine them into an Evermotion mechanical painting to obtain rewards, such as Prima Gems. A furnishing, probably the, the painting. Uh, here's what weapon essential materials and Mora. This will run from August 12th and will run until August 22nd, so 10 days. To be eligible for this event, you have to be Adventure Rank 18 or above and complete the Archon Quest Prologue Act 3, Song of the Dragon and Freedom. And it looks like that's it. There's only two events. And now, granted, it's for the first, let's see, first three shortly the first three weeks of the uh of the update so phase that's phase two of version 2.8 looking forward to that uh to that co-op event the evermotion mechanical painting one is it looks interesting it's just a puzzle and then you get a nice furnishing for the house i need to put a room together with all of my event furnishings okay we're gonna take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about the Sumer preview teaser that we got. After that, we'll do Wish of the Week. We'll do Question of the Week. And then we'll wrap up the show. Yeah, pretty sure that's all we got. So enjoy the music and we'll be right back.
And we are back from our break. And now we're going to talk about that Sumeru teaser that we got. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. They finally officially announced a lot of the characters that we were seeing in leaks. So it's very nice to be able to talk about these uh, characters. We got a little bit of lore and a little bit about what's going on in Sumeru as a whole. So that was a very interesting. So the the teaser kind of opens up showing you a little bit of I feel like we of some areas that we've already seen um in inside some of of the oh my goodness of the other trailers. And you know, it look it looks great obviously, but we have a Hoyoverse employee who's the IP script writer. And they talk about what is going on in Sumeru and give you a little bit of lore. So one thing that they did mention is that wisdom and knowledge is used as a resource that's kind of traded. They use like, re, uh, you know, information as a resource, almost similar to like, and how now they don't just like, they don't go out and flat out say this, but the way I, f- I feel like I'm supposed to interpret that is, Sure, I'm I'm sure they use Mora, but I can om- you can almost guarantee that a lot of the quests are the people in Sumeru instead of trading Mora for goods and services, they're trading information. Um and they talk about uh Yaimiko saying it in Azuma, uh, which is what she which Yaimiko did say that knowledge in Sumeru is basically a resource. And they mentioned that that is done through a Gnosis-powered legacy. And that was left by the previous Dendro Archon, uh, Greater Lord Rukadaveda, and it's called the Akasha System. And when they call, when they talk about this, there's like an earpiece, uh, a very uh, neon greenish-looking earpiece that is on, um, on the ears of the... Uh, citizens of Sumeru. And um, they talk also talk about how adults aren't really capable of dreaming in Subaru. And that's why there is a, a saying that adults in Sumeru can't dream. And apparently they take pride in it because it's a testament of how much you know, how, how, how wise you are, how much knowledge you hold. So apparently if you don't dream, it's, uh, it's good because you you have a lot of knowledge, which if you think about it, it's kind of weird because it does kind of tie back to Kali because Kali d- d- doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge, clearly, or she is also probably younger. I'm not really sure how old Kali is because I, quite frankly, I haven't read the manga, Um, but Kali dreams in that other trailer that we got. So that was also interesting that it, they kind of tie back to that a little bit. But yeah, even the locals have the earpiece. The monster designer comes on and starts talking about how the proper humidity is needed for Sumeru, for all of the fauna and wildlife and the flora of the region. And they mostly are talking about the mushroom spores and the hydro mushroom spores. And we also have learned that they are called shroomkin, and that they are evolving. And so they look like Pokemon. <laughs> like the little shroomkin, the little baby shroomkin, are, look like they could probably be 
a grass type Pokemon that you'd find on like an early route of the game. And then there's a bigger Shroomkin kind of like flipping around in midair and spinning around. And they talk about how when they evolve, they eventually become an entirely new species called the fungi. And um, the highest form of fungi have actually developed strong animalistic natures and features. And you actually see this with one of the green shroomkin, like I mentioned just now, that almost looks like a chocobo, like a dendro chocobo. Um, so it, it looks really cool. I love it. Apparently, they are very territorial and rather aggressive. And then they talk about the rainforest portion of Sumeru also being a home to a variety of animals. It looks like we have what looks to be like a some form of a cat, a big cat, like a like a tiger cat. And maybe it's pyro because it is very orange. And then we get the cutest clip of the dendro boar. And man, this dendro boar is so freaking cool. So you got a big, big dendro boar. Has like yellow fur, yellow hair with like a yellow mushroom. And then there's a baby dendro boar with green hair and flowers all over it. And like a red mushroom on top. That is, I will have a whole herd of those in my teapot. You watch. They look great. They look great. I hope they do this with with the rest of the uh, with the rest of the regions. This is um, this is awesome. So then they also talk about the Eremites, who are going to be the new faction, and they are basically mercenaries. They are settlers from an ancient civilization from the desert. Um, but they also make a name and make a force for themselves by with their own wisdom and strength. In the vast desert beyond the forest, they talk about. Scars and legacies from the past, which I'm assuming that we will uh, see and hear about in our journey through Sumeru. They talk about machines from an advanced civilization that guard the ancient secrets buried in the sand, which is very cool. And uh, yeah, they're very weird looking. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. They they almost look like pieces of jewelry. If you played Destiny, they kind of look like the Vex a little bit. I love how I'm just being there. I'm just like tying all this into different IPs. There are also fierce beasts that have been affected and thus mutated by these things. And it looks like you get to see a couple of them. Um, there's one that looks like an hourglass inside one of the desert ruins. They also talk about how the Aramites also have a claim to part of the legacy of this ancient civilization. They are using it as a deterrent of last resort in a crisis uh and they say they literally say that we'll have to find out what that means for ourselves at this point in the trailer you're, you're just seeing a bunch of cool stuff and at 220 they just drop they just drop it all in front of you so here we go a lot of this some of this not a lot i lied not a lot some of this will be uh review from what has been officially announced but we now know that uh, Tenari is a Amurta researcher, and he also serves as a forest watcher. Uh, we got a little bit of high-def footage of Tenari sitting down. You could see his, his vision. Um, you see his tail. He's got a tail. Um, 
very cool looking character. I love. I'm very excited to pull for Tanari. And then we are told that we're going to meet a person by chance in Port Ormos. And his name is Alhaitham, and he is from the Haravatat in the Academia. And he looks really cool. He has a dendro vision. We see this. It's kind of floating on his left shoulder. He's kind of looking out into the ocean. He's very handsome. He looks good. Yep. Uh, so think of Dendro Zhongli with with silver hair, and uh, for 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 the you know this is not really good uh, audio content, but um, he looks really good. And then there are characters from other walks of life that will also cross paths cross paths with cross paths. The traveler, the first one, who is a desert folk, is Dea. Dea, I believe it's Dea. Dea is a mercenary from the Aramites. Dea looks great. Dea has the coolest black and gold armor ever. And she has a pyro vision. And she looks awesome. She has like one arm that now that I'm looking at it, it could be a glove. So so the, the way I'm going to explain this is like if you watch... Anything Marvel, I'm still tying Genshin back into other fandoms. Um, if you watch Mar- anything Marvel or you know anything about the Winter Soldier, he has a metal robotic arm. Because the Aramites have su- have a lot to do with the previously aforementioned mechanical creatures that are in the deserts that I just mentioned, I feel like her right it's her right arm is actually made up of that technology. Because her left arm is has like a gauntlet, like glove, but like fingers, fingerless gloves. And you can see her fingers, whereas her right arm, it is like her whole sleeve is this armor. And there's a very defining feature of where her, her like, her biological arm ends. So, this character looks great. It's such a good looking character. We also have Nilo, who went off of a beaten path in such a land that values rationality and wisdom as Sumeru. She instead chose to pursue art and dance. And when I first saw this character, I thought she was an Oni because she does have really cool looking like black and gold horns. So I thought she was an Oni at first. She, I don't know if we get to see her vision or not, but she's wearing like white and blue. Okay, yeah, you do. You see her vision is kind of like right on her chest. Um, and it is blue. So it looks like she'll be a Hydro character. She looks cool. And she has like long red hair. It looks like Ariel. We also learn about a girl named Nahida. Who is a very uh, tiny little elf looking girl. She has white hair, green eyes. A white dress, white shoes with her with her toes popping out. Looks like a little kid. If, if, if I could, it, it looks like Klee. Looks like a Dendro version of Klee. A mysterious girl, Nahida. That's pretty much all we really got of her. And boy, they show off Sino. So if you don't know Sino, Sino was in a... He's in the... Um, I believe he's in the manga. Uh, I'm almost positive he's in the manga. But I know for a fact that they showed him in like a high-res... I don't even want to call it like a video because it was just like a a still of him, of anything, if, if anything. But they show Sino... And he has the Anubis mask. He, apparently everybody thought he was going to be a Pyro character. 
But in the clip, if you look right when he is shown on the screen for the very first time, if you pause it, you can see an electrovision like right on his back. So uh, he is the General Mahamatra. His name is Sino. And then they show off. He just has this uh, edgelord sitting pose, kind of similar to Chow and Sasuke. Very cool looking design. Super, super cool. I don't know what kind of a weapon he's going to use. It looks like he has something sitting down by him. I, I don't know. I'm going to drop money on this character. But he looks really cool. Maybe Claymore? Claymore or a polearm, I would say. It's a really long weapon. He's kind of sitting next to it, so he's kind of like in front of it a little bit. Uh, but check it out. Really cool looking character. I love, he's like super lanky, but he has like super long white hair and his outfit looks sweet. Definitely the the character that I'm looking forward to. I know Pharaoh's looking forward to uh, Sino as well. Um, and then they go into just talking a little bit more about um, how they hope that we look forward to traveling around and learning more about Sumer, which I know I am. I'm super excited. This trailer basically made me want to go to Sumeru even more now. So we, other than that, they kind of just showed it off, um, showed off all the characters. This trailer was awesome. I'm, I'm really excited to hear about, I know Pharaoh really likes Sino, so um, we'll see. I I would love to see like if uh, Pharaoh's going to go like full whale on Sino, so... Um, we'll, we'll see about that. I'm, I'm interested to see what he thinks. Okay. Uh, other than that, we got wish of the week and question of the week. So we'll start with wish of the week. So I know I mentioned that I am going to probably hold off on Yoimiya. I'm thinking now that the Primo gem or not the Primo gem, the star glitter shop resets tomorrow that I think I may just spend those fates on Kazwa's banner, and then if I don't get them with those, I am going to stop. But I am at what looks to be 50 pity right now, and I'm about and I'm guaranteed a four star in two pulls. So I'm going to do two pulls uh, for Wish of the Week, and we'll see. I know I can definitely use a lot more Hazos because I only have one Hazo, and I probably got. I could probably, I have enough to see six Ningguang twice. That's how many Ningguangs I got. So we're going to do two pulls because I'm basically guaranteed a four star. Hopefully it's not a weapon or or hopefully it is a weapon that I need to refine, but I, I really want Heizo. But let's see, maybe I'll get Kazwa, and then that'll be just be proof even more that I need to continue to do Wish of the Week for the show. So here we go. We got one Wish right here, 160 Prima Gems, and it is a four star. Oh, look at that. It's a Hazo. Sweet deal. C1 Hazo. I, I wish I could have gotten him a lot higher, but I will take a C1 Hazo. That's, uh, I was not expecting that. I'm really glad because, man, I, I, I really just really wanted more Hazos, and I would probably be okay with not getting Gazwa if I could get more Hazos. But I actually saw, I forget who it was, but I did see somebody who got a C6 Kazwa before they got a C6 Hazo, which is like crazy luck. Or, crazy bad luck if you really want Hazo. I don't know. So we'll do one more, which would be nuts if I got a five star right here. 
Um, but this is guaranteed. So if I did pull a five star somehow, it would be Kazuwa. But I'm honestly kind of hoping it's not because of a rumor. Now, who knows what this rumor is, but we're, we heard or we're hearing that uh, Zhongli and Ganyu are supposed to be the, or rumored to be the next banner after Yoimiya. So if I got Kazuha, that means that it's just another Zhongli banner that he's not guaranteed for me right away. But because uh, I still need him, I have not pulled Zhongli. So let's see. Here we go. 160 Prima Gems. Will it be a five-star Kazuha? It is not. It's a three-star. Uh, I'll skip through there. Uh, blunt, blood-tainted greatsword. So, not that bad. I will take that Hazo, though, for sure. And who knows, maybe when the shop resets, I will get Kazuha. But good luck on the rest of you guys' pulls. If you are still trying to pull for Kazuha, I hope you guys get him. Because he's a really awesome character. All right. So now we have question of the week, and this is the first week that we're doing it, or that I'm doing it. Uh, this would be a lot more interesting if Pharaoh was here. Uh, so basically, question of the week is for our Discord members. So if you are or are not a member of our Discord, you should join. But if you are a member of our Discord, we have a question of the week channel. You can pop in there. Uh, you can ask anything. Um, but obviously, Genshin-related questions are appreciated. But as long as you keep it clean... Uh, it's like an AMA, kind of, but I'll give you my thoughts if you ever wanted to ask or anything. So we have one question from Decim in our Discord, and they said, if you could make your own characters, what would you pick? Region, element, weapon type, and if you want to get spicy enough materials. Uh, doesn't have to be an OC, but could be a character you would want to see in the future. So that's really awesome question like right off the bat region so i'm gonna kind of go backwards i want to see a hmm this is this is hard so i don't i want to see a weapon that's different uh i really want to see a gauntlet so like a melee type fighter, kind of like Hazo, but not Catalyst, just all melee with like a really cool gap closer skill to like close the gap. I think that would be super interesting, um, but a gauntlet element or gauntlet weapon would be really cool. Um, now, I don't know. You're saying just like that, What that obviously that would be someone that we could see in the future. So... Uh, if they ever were to do that, I think it would be really cool. But that's something that I am interested in. And for the weapon, a gauntlet weapon would... Mm, let's see. I'd either want it to be like Pyro or Cryo, I think. Now, Hydro is like my favorite element. But I think if I wanted to run a... If I wanted to run something like that... I feel like I could use Mona's Burst, and then when I want to pop that bubble for Mona's Burst, I could just gap close and just wail on somebody super hard with like a melee pyro to like vape, or cryo to freeze, and then everything's like very close and personal, so I think that would be really cool to do, 
And then at that point, they'd be like frozen. So I think that'd be really interesting. So either, a, uh, let's just go with Pyro. So a Pyro Gauntlet user region, Fontaine. I just want a Pyro Gauntlet user from Fontaine that is steampunk. And yeah, just that's it. And that honestly is the character that I want. That'd be really cool. Um, if I want to get spicy enough materials, hmm. So just like a bunch of gears, like a bunch of gears that I, that I have to pick up. Mm, obviously like the fire, um, shards from like the, the Ascension materials. Uh, what else? Hmm. I just want to fight like a big giant robot. So my, my, my boss materials would just be a giant robot, like bigger than the mechanical array. Just one big giant robot, like the ones that we're seeing from Sumeru. That's what I want. Um, I don't really know what other materials. Usually it's just like a local specialty, but if Fontaine was steampunk, like I actually want it, uh, then definitely um, like gears or something like that. I think that'd be really interesting. But yeah, thank you for the question of the week. That's really cool. Um, I'm very interested in what Pharaoh would want to want. But if you guys want to join the Discord, anybody can post in there i'm just gonna pick you know randomly from the list or i'll probably go one by one but but yeah that's super fun so all right that's the end of our show i got a little bit of housekeeping i want to clear up with y'all so i already talked about the reviews so if you guys are interested in leaving a review which honestly is like probably the best thing that you guys can do for us the second best thing that you can do is join our discord that's discord.me uh, forward slash the residence. If that link doesn't work, which it was kind of giving me trouble the other day, and then I threw HTTPS in front of it, so um, that got it to work. So if you guys are having trouble with any links, I tried to update the links as much as possible to add the HTTPS on there. So hopefully those work. But if not, you can DM me on Twitter. That's at HoYoCast. Let me know or literally just reply to any tweet and let me know. Uh, I'm also on Hoyo Lab. My Hoyo Lab username is Ambiguous HD. That's A M B I G U O U S and then capital H D. Hoyo Lab, I message their customer service and I guess they're working on a feature to be able to change your name, but that is the name that I had for basically every every like gaming site or anything that I've had so before I started the show um, but if you want, you can follow me on Hoyo Lab. I post a lot of content there. Um, trying to be more active on social media, but since the majority of the Genshin community is literally on either Twitter or uh, Hoyo Lab, that's kind of where I've been spending a lot of my time. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see what else, what else. The Discord did get a huge kind of like revamp a little bit, so I added a lot of stuff to the Discord. I think there is something else that I'd like to say. So we are extremely fortunate for all of our listeners. We are hitting 5,000 plays as of now, which is really insane. Uh, 5,000 plays with 16 episodes out is insane. I really appreciate it. Those analytics are pretty uh, tight. So I I did the math between like the two biggest platforms, which is, would be Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
and the numbers are pretty close. So I I trust them. I trust their analytics, but 5,000 listens is insane to me. So I super appreciate it. And I appreciate every single one. So thank you all for supporting by listening to the show. It's been great for 5,000 plays. I am doing a Welkin Moon giveaway. So this will be through Coda Shop. So when you win, you cannot, you can win whatever server you're on. It's like, it works. Uh, so basically you can join our Discord. So the giveaway is going on. It is in our Discord. So you join the Discord, you accept the rules, you can see all the channels, and then we have a server events channel, and it's there. You just got to click the little party. What are those party popper things? Confetti? Something like that. Confetti, sure. Click the little confetti emoji, and you're entered, and then I'll use the bot and pick a random number between one and however many people are in there. You can win a welcome moon. So that's about, that's like 300 gems, but you can or crystals, but you can turn those Genesis crystals into Prima gems. It pretty much adds up to be 3,000 Prima gems. For free over 30 days, obviously. So if you guys are interested in that, uh, join the Discord. You can join that giveaway. Uh, it's a perfect time for it because 3.0 is coming out. You want to have Prima Gems, obviously, for the Dendro characters that are coming with Sumeru. It's right around the corner, um, especially if you don't plan on playing on Yoimiya or what should be the first half of 3.0, which we believe it to be, which would be Zhongli, Ganyu, or whatever banner it is. You want to save up those Prima Gems, you can win a Welcome Moon. Super easy. All you got to do is join the Discord and win. Simple as that. What other housekeeping do I have? I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm having a ton of fun doing this show. I will say, I have been talking to a lot of people in the server. I'm just really super appreciative of the little community that we have right now around the show. I want to make the show better. I want to keep the quality of the show at tip top shape for you guys. Um, but if I'll be honest, if people didn't listen, I probably wouldn't keep doing the show because I want interaction from the community and stuff like that. So, um, every little bit of interaction that I get with you guys and being able to play and help people is perfect for me. So, uh, thanks for that. And that's it. I'm going to wrap up the show cause I'm rambling at this point, but thank you very much again. Super appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy the week. I'm assuming we'd probably get probably get a live stream pretty soon. It'll probably happen at least halfway through phase two of 2.8. So we're probably looking at maybe halfway through August before we get another live stream. So I'm thinking Friday the 12th. So two weeks from now, maybe, or maybe even the 19th. Um, I would think that that's probably when we'd get a live stream program. So I know I just named like a three-week window. Huh. <laughs> so you could say no duh. But, but yeah, I would expect that we'd see a live stream preview somewhere around there. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the episode. And I hope you guys stay safe. Enjoy the phase two portion of the uh, update. And we'll see you guys next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.